0: Welcome to the Andrew D'Angelo podcast. Constant, constants. Each week, Andrew, renowned jazz saxophonist and brain cancer survivor, invites us to look at the many worlds of his guests with conversations that cover all the arts, human resilience, a little bit of politics, and a lot of humour. <laughs> you can't fail to have a fantastic time.
1: Hi everyone and welcome. We are here today with my now friend, once student who I met, uh, I think we decided, I don't know, you were like 13 or 14, uh, Seaman Halverson, who's from Norway and uh, is a very accomplished young musician and just person in general. He's a trumpet player, he's a composer, he makes records, obviously, he's a professor of music. He owns the apartment he's sitting in, I'm assuming you're in your apartment, Seaman, yes? Yes. And uh, I mean, I don't know when I was thirty. I'm not. I don't know what I. I think I was just smoking weed and playing video games or something like that. It's cool. No, I mean, I was, I was kind of a composer freak. I, basically, from age 26, I had uh, Chris Speed, the tenor saxophonist on my show, yeah. who I've also known him since we were children, and. You know, he said, all I did was compose. Just all, that's all I did. He goes, Mm -hmm. we would stay up maybe all night, you know, having beer, smoking weed or whatever. And then they'd get up the next day and I'd have all these like compositions. I actually didn't remember that. He goes, yeah, we would all wake up and you had been up all night writing music. I was like, I did? He's like, yeah. (laughs) And then he starts naming all of the pieces that I had been writing. Because I I was just, Mm -hmm. I mean, I wasn't just writing I guess, jazz compositions. I was writing classical music and mm. chamber music and having these chamber concerts. So you're, you're so multifaceted and, you know, you put this project together with me in New York, which was a huge on taking. I mean, you know, probably, I don't know, but $10,000 thing, whatever the numbers are. I mean, do you ever reflect on, or do you ever think about that about yourself like i'm so responsible and i'm very accomplished for such a young man or is it just does it come to you naturally
0: and it's a good question i don't think i think about it that much but i think it's uh i think it it's natural for me because i like I really like to, to have control over things and, uh,
1: oh, yeah, yes, you do. Organize stuff.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, you I, do. Yeah.
1: So, uh, <laughs> writing
0: applications and plans and stuff, but it's right. not that hard to me, I think. Yeah.
1: It's not that hard to what?
0: To to write applications and and organize and plan stuff.
1: It is it is for some people there, dude.
0: For some people, of course, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, when I
1: talk to your brother Matthias, you know, I'm like, what you know, I called him on his birthday just because I felt like saying hi to Matthias, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, ah, I'm just like fucking around in my studio and painting, and you know, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but for for some of us, you know. The arduousness, the difficulty of sitting down, writing an application or filling out paperwork, I mean, you mentioned today you've been writing whatever stuff for school for your for teaching work, and we don't have to get into that, but you know for some of us, it's super stressful, you know that's yeah. all,
0: yeah, and often I think it's boring too, but I just I like <laughs> I just, I just gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right world did you hear that he thinks it's boring but he does not anyway um that anyway i just want people to know that in our existence i did that project at tau scene which which i think that's right when tau open isn't am i correct yeah
0: probably not not that long after at least it was around that time i think
1: so this is like early 2000s and uh, i
0: yeah.
1: did a project
0: I called think that's right I, because uh, sorry to interrupt you but i i yeah. played that actually on thursday and that was part of uh, they have like a 20-year uh, mm-hmm. anniversary now i think i think that's um, i think that's right it was probably in the opening phase of, of that
1: right so does because i was going to ask you about niels Henrik, because i saw i saw a post about the 20-year anniversary Hmm. and does that math work out so like you were 13 maybe you were 12 so 20 years ago they opened and like two years in i came and did the that workshop thing that was all weekend which is where i met you and then our fun story is is we were, you know, like, okay, play. And you are you were a very good young trump trumpetist already, trumpet player, trumpetist. Is that a word, trumpetist? And, you know, for 12, 13, I, and you're like, what am I supposed to play? And I was like, God, whatever you want. And you're like, woohoo! Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah, hmm.
1: I like to think I started your career. Come on, give me some credit, man.
0: Yeah, I think you did. You did in many ways. <laughs> and I think that was the first time that I Played more free jazz music hmm. because I, I at that time I went to uh, to uh, to music school learning classical stuff and uh, also did that after but I think that was one of my first meeting with jazz and, and improvisation.
1: Can I say something? In preparation for this interview, I went back and there's that uh, C, minus, C minus documentary that Frederick Connor and now a well known Norwegian filmmaker who was also about your age at the time something like that Mm. put together. And, and he recorded you playing. And I was like, Oh my God, semen sounds the same. That is not an insult. Like you Mm. already had your tone. You already had, okay, maybe facility, you know, you couldn't play really high or really low, you know, whatever. But I was like, if I had my eyes closed, you might be the person I would guess. I just thought it was cool. I was like, that sounds like semen. That's interesting have you seen that well, documentary
0: well i have i think it's maybe a year ago since the last time i saw it i have to check it again that's that's interesting
1: i mean i don't know if you agree because i, I know yeah. i had a, a fan of mine on a concert yeah then maybe a couple of years ago say oh my god oh yeah i was a, a friend or somebody i knew from high school so 15 16 He goes, oh man you sound the same as you did back then i was like i got i got insecure i'm like i do I haven't improved because he no, he's like, no, man. He's like your tone, right? Your sound, your personality. And then he started getting really apologetic. And I said, I'm sorry for my reaction. I thought you th- thought I sounded like a 15-year-old kid. But then I'm like, actually, maybe that's not bad. Maybe we start to sound too good, you
0: know. I don't know. Mm. Mm. What I-, I don't know. It is interesting. You know, I think maybe I think in the playing and and the personality, I think that that often matches. So it's not that so that's that unnatural that you have some of the same uh, characteristics really early. Right. And then, so
1: then I, I, I was surprised and, and I wanted to, because we had a previous conversation, I wanted to kind of redirect and give credit to your incredible accomplishments for being such a young man. And also you're just, uh, I I guess, I'm not going to say astounding because maybe that's just a corny word, but you're just, your ability to facilitate and be, uh, they used to call it being a fixer. Like you you fix stuff, you you make things happen. Is that fair?
0: Well, thanks. Yeah, I I think I, I, Get shit done. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, Yeah. all right,
1: all right. <laughs> Let's put it like that. Semen yeah. get shit done. And then, so I went from watching the C- and you and I know what I'm talking about. I Maybe I should elaborate a little bit on that. If it, if it wouldn't like be wasting your time, I wouldn't mind elaborating no, no, it. So before I, I ask you the next question, let me elaborate. C- I was asked to do a, a three-day work workshop kind of, residency at Taosine, in probably, what do you think? 2003, 2005, something like this, something like that.
0: 2002. Yeah, all right.
1: Maybe. Whatever. All right. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like this. And they gave us a space for the whole weekend and I was trying to name it, right? And I wanted to call it love art, right? That's what I wanted to call it and then or love young art and they said you can't call it that because we don't use the word love like that we only use it intimately Mm. and so something that Niels Henrik who owns or runs Tao scene I don't know how that works the business side of it in the 20-year anniversary post was talking about how he has been you know fight fighting the establishment for 20 years I mean that's my words those aren't his I I wrote it down I can read it but Mm. uh and the C minus came from uh, Frederick S. Hanna who had, who's the filmmaker who had made a piece of art and handed it in to his teacher and he got a C minus. And he, he went to the teacher and said, why did I get a C minus? And the teacher was like, well, I, I just don't like it. Like it, it, art, is, a, art is, is in the eye of the beholder, right? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah.
0: So really, that's that's where the name comes from. I, I didn't know. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah, Freddie. Yeah. All right, now I'm going to start just like slinging names here. But Frederick S. Hanna, who we call Freddie, had made this. And it's the T-shirt. We we made a T-shirt out of his sculpture that his teacher said, eh, yeah, right? It's not that great. I'm going to give you a C-. And I was like, perfect. So I can't call it love art or young love art. I had, we had all different versions of that. And they're like, no. Hmm but you can call it C minus. That was the one that that the, the authorities, yeah, what do you call them, the suits? That's the <laughs> one the suits approved. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's C minus, that's where I met Seaman. And uh, there's a great photo of Seaman, by the way, from that. Maybe I'll use that photo. Um, I'll ask Lucy. But I, and then I, fast forward to 2020, and there's this record called Scripted Conversations, Holy shit, Seamen, You sound so beautiful, man. You sound I mean just that I'm uh I'm well enough. That song or piece topic, you know that piece topic? Uh oh,
0: yeah.
1: You know what? I don't think it's called topic.
0: No, I think that's when you search on YouTube all all songs are uh are called topic, I think. Right. Right, because somebody
1: didn't fill that shit out correctly. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah,
0: probably. But maybe you mean... um, Mission
1: Mission Impossible?
0: Impossible. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I wrote them both down, but then I was like, wait, whoever does Siemens' uh, distro kid or his internet stuff needs to tighten that shit up because it was probably a a blank... (coughs) Excuse me, everyone. A blank form where you had to fill out the correct... Like, what's the topic here? So Mission Impossible... I apologize, but I, I was going to clarify. It you very you just sound so beautiful, man. So beautiful.
0: Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, that's uh, that's my latest record. It's with my band. It, the band is called Seamen Shield halbos and Scripted Conversations, and mm-hmm. we have two records. One from 2016, I think, and the last one was from 2020. Uh, so that's actually a really interesting process behind that record because I, um, I was actually going to to write a big piece uh, with classical musicians, and I really wanted to to do something with an actor, with text, and, and do something different that I hadn't done before. Uh, and and uh, as always, I really I started with, with organizing everything, starting to write the music, but I, I couldn't write, write anything. You did what? Uh, and a lot of shit happened in my life, and I, right. I didn't, I didn't manage to write anything. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I, um, I got this disease in my ear, you know, and it did a big operation. I couldn't play for many months and, and stuff. So I started to to write a diary and music every day. Uh, so that record is is kind of a, a project that turned into be like a musical diary. So it's called a collection of compositions reflecting a year in life. So every type and every song has a meaning, a period or a day or something that happened through that year.
1: So, OK, so walk us through that Mission Impossible. Like, it's, there's no way we can get through the entire record. So you're writing this diary. You're having some issues with your ear, which I'm, I'm hoping are OK now. But you can talk about that if you want. So let's just focus on Mission Impossible because I, I, I feel like that's a really beautiful piece. In your diary, what does that mean? Is is that what a health thing? Are you up against something that's freaking you out, or what? What is that related to?
0: I I think that specific uh, song that was actually a a dating situation or a it was it was a relationship that was a a mission impossible. Actually, from uh, from that. (laughs) Right, right, right. For for me, it's
1: going to be uh, never going to happen. Andrew, just stop like pursuing them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: sorry <laughs> yeah yeah that was it was a complicated relationship in 2018 or something
1: um right
0: and, and all the Titans have different like uh, it's one called Fiskebein. Fiskebein,
1: I was, talk to yeah. I was gonna talk to you I was gonna talk about that yeah go ahead sorry go ahead
0: and, uh, yeah Fiskebein is the Norwegian word for the the skiing technique that you're using when you're going uphill when you're taking your skis <laughs> like that, going uphill. It's kind of in, in the same tempo, and I wrote it uh, when I was skiing in, in my head. So.
1: Mm. Right, because one of the things I wrote down, I'm listening to Fisk, Fisk Ben, right? Um, mm. Which means what, fish something? What does that mean?
0: Fish, uh, fish bone. Fish bone. Uh, or the, yeah. Mm.
1: Uh, and because at about halfway through, you go into this groove, and uh, it's it's a really dramatic transition. Like there's really no transition. It's like you're doing this one thing, and then boom, you're doing this other thing, okay. right? And so how does that how does that relate? And I also have another question for you about this this given. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, uh The melody in in the first part. That's uh, well, like a soundscape. The more free improvisation uh, stuff over a melody and, and some different I wrote some um, some moods, there's a, a piano riff he's not playing it as written but it's kind of I give the musicians some information on, on how I want it and, um, but mainly it's about improvising it together and we're using some elements from the melody that's that's coming um so it's it's actually two two different songs and i just felt like putting them together and uh, right but
1: but but context. how does that relate to the skiing analogy and the diary yeah. like I, i'm yeah, okay yeah. if you we could talk about mm. your mm. composing technique for hours but maybe for another show how does it relate to the story behind the song there's no lyrics so the yeah. fuck if anybody's going to be able to listen to this and know, Oh, this is about like that thing where you walk up a, a mountain in your, you know, skis, right? Or like what's going on there? I
0: it, yeah, I think it's something about the whole tempo and the groove and that it's it's kind of happy and you're uh, huh. going skiing uphill and uh, having a good time. And it's uh, sunny and nice. So I think it's something about it was a good day. And then I wrote the happy tune <laughs> that I had to <laughs> write some messy shit. <laughs> as an intro, yeah. As, as
1: we should note, and, and it doesn't say, this is one of my my gripes about the internet and like YouTube and Spotify, is they don't always list the musicians and then also don't list, if they do, they don't list what they're playing on the record. So who's playing tenor? Is that Hanna?
0: It's Hana, uh, apparently. Yeah. She
1: sounds, she let's just give her credit, man. She oh, yeah. sounds fantastic. I mean, I don't know her. Yeah. I don't actually know anybody but you on this record. I'm like, oh, there's all these mm. new people that I don't know. But uh mm. I assumed it was her cuz her name was first and usually it's you no know, mm. instrument, mm. I mean, uh horn players and the yep. rhythm section. Yep. And uh but hannah you sound amazing. It's a it's a great record. And uh so so the the the, the dramatic transitions are interesting. But to me, the, those stories, like you're writing this musical diary and in the old days, this is what the liner notes are for, right? Mm-hmm. So somebody mm-hmm. would turn over a vinyl or whatever, or a CD, and you'd read, like, I yeah. wrote these pieces over a period of time. Well, this one, I broke up with this girl because it was really difficult. And this one, I was skiing in my shorts. It was freezing, but it was sunny. And I was I'm making up the shorts part, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I missed mm-hmm. that part. So th- this is what I'm... Mm. Doing with my show is it's helping Mm. people like get the backstory because people seem to enjoy listening Mm. to or maybe even watching the stories behind this music because it gives them a little bit Mm. of context if that makes any sense yeah yeah
0: yeah Yeah. well well, to me it was also a part of this that it was kind of like a research project for myself because um with, with music when i'm when i write music and i play music and when i listen to music also i uh i i get this this feeling about that time or that day <clears throat> but it, it's really hard for me to to kind of transform something into music something concrete if you understand it it's hard to work work very co- conceptual. like if i if i'm going through a breakup, it's, my song is not necessarily going to be sad. there's maybe no connection, but still I feel very strong about the, the feeling about that song. So in, in a way, like I feel like um, like music is kind of uh, a universe in itself with, with its own meaning. So uh, I think that's the first record that I did where the the Titans actually has something to do with something. but usually usually I'm more about just the music. Because the music is so strong in itself, yeah
1: and and you know, for me, I might even say that I come from a completely opposite place where even from a young age, I was when I was staying up all night composing a song for a friend of mine, right, I was thinking about them, I was you know meditating on them, and I wanted to write a song about you know the curry and rice they made the night before, but it's not like if anybody listened to that shit, they would know that it was about, you know, Mm. Chris speed or, you know, whoever Ben street or anybody that I'm writing for. But Mm. I always thought or felt like I was having an intention. And, but at the same time, maybe you'll have my gift. And in 30 years, you just kind of forget like why you wrote the shit and just enjoy it. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? I mean, I'm kind of being funny, but it's, you know, at this point when my friend's like, remember the song you wrote when you were 26? I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, I remember when you wrote that song and you handed it to me. I was like, you do? Okay. But it's, I mean, I, I so now I can just enjoy it because I, I don't remember mm. why I wrote it. Hmm. Mm. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Or am I, yeah, am I? Yeah,
0: it does. No, yeah, it's, uh, It it does. Yeah. But it's uh I think it's interesting like uh, when I listen to the music that that we did together I feel like I I feel like I'm kind of back in the studio there and really connect what you're hearing to to the feeling that you had in that moment
1: right so I guess my my I guess my conundrum is how do we bring people into that moment when you and I are hanging out for two weeks or whatever it was right and we're in the Randy's studio and we're you know barbecuing in the back and tracking in the other room and you know maybe taking a few beers or whatever we were doing and having a great time and just getting that the sense of the moment because people weren't there i don't think we filmed it and mm-hmm. i i love i love going to i don't know let's pick a tv show like breaking bad i love going and hearing brian cranston and uh, vince gilligan and these and you know every, you know uh, Aaron Paul you know talk about how the what the, how they were feeling in the moment when they made the scene you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, and I, maybe it doesn't excite you as much i like it because mm-hmm. for me that two weeks with you when you came to new york with uh oh no alexander alexander home and it it every time i listen to that record every time i listen to the corral. I'm just, I can, I, it takes me back in, not to the music, but it takes me back to my feeling and how I have felt in that moment. I, I, I think mm. that stuff's nice. Maybe it's not. Mm. I think it's nice. Mm. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so during the break, we had an interesting conversation, which was I was lis- uh, listening to a song called Fiskebang. Uh and now correct me, Seaman. And how do we spell that? F-I-S-K-E-B-E-I-N, right? Correct. Yep. In fact, you know what? Let's I'll just do this. I'll have my producer, Lucy, just put a link in the comments directly to the song because Seaman plays the jazz lick. And uh I when I was listening to it, getting again getting ready for the interview and really enjoying the record, which is called uh scripted conversations a collection and of
0: compositions
1: reflecting a year in life right and yeah. so I'm, I'm going through it and i'm enjoying myself seaman has a beautiful sound and uh think maybe arve Hendri- hendrickson is that okay that's a fair comparison right
0: yeah yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's a compliment yeah. okay
1: good <laughs> but then all of a sudden in the middle of the song you play the jazz lick and i was like what so uh i don't know did you realize that, or you know, how did you feel about no. it? Or
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> not in the moment, but uh, no, we we did a few takes on that song, and we I didn't realize it, and we didn't hear through everything in the studio. So I realized it a few days later, and I was like, "Oh fuck! Why did I do that?" <laughs> let let, let me
1: interpret for people when you say hear through everything you mean listen back to everything
0: everything,
1: because for those who don't know you do a take or two or sometimes five takes and then you go in the in the control room and you listen back to everything and then you go do some more so i I just want to clarify when you say you didn't hear everything Mm. you meant Mm. listen back to everything right Mm. right
0: yeah so now i just gotta own it no shame (laughs) it's so,
1: it's it's so, so awesome <laughs> it's so not you because to me nope. you're like you you do this like very lyrical like breathy beautiful and i'm not saying it wasn't beautiful what you were doing but you know to me it, the, you're a soundscaper and then like, you, you know i mean i was like what wait what it's funny and
0: it's also it's really loud also <laughs> yeah. you can't look here
1: yeah I wonder if, if the engineer like, you know, slid the fader up like, you know what, I'm going to make this extra loud. And so so one of the so everybody go and listen to fish. What does it mean in English? Fish, fish, uh, fish, fish bone, fish bone. That's a, a um, but they won't find it there, but I'll, I'll have a link in the comments. But one one thing I've been dying to ask you and I've never known about you. Is how does like you're from a small town in Norway? You're from Stavanger, right? And so, yeah, it, uh, what?
0: It, it's it's the fourth biggest town in Norway, but it's compared to the US, it's um, it's really small.
1: All right. Do you want to give population so people have perspective, or do, should we uh, leave it at that? I think
0: it's we can we could leave it at. that. I think it's about hundred and eighty thousand or something.
1: Small town. So anyway, how does a kid coming up, living in this relatively small town, how, how, how did you find the trumpet? I don't care when you started. I'm just curious, how did, did the trumpet find you? I mean, how did I mean, is it like Norwegian law that every young child has to play some musical instrument, you know, or, or do your parents encourage you or how, how does that happen?
0: You no know, it, it's uh, it happened when when i was uh I was on vacation at my uh, my grandfather's house and he's uh, an amateur trumpeter really a big jazz lover and he uh, so i brought up i was brought up with listening to jazz and stuff before that also but uh i think everybody was sleeping or something i was like 5 years old walking around the house and then i found the trumpet and i started to no shit blow no yeah Wow and then he woke up and he came in and like said something like, yeah. and I was feeling now it's uh, it's the school and it's the music, and the rest you can just forget that that's your path now and I really felt at that moment that uh, that this is my calling in in life, so, so he like the trumpet trump me and and he was teaching me and and he got just be a good teacher and yeah
1: so so basically you're 5 years old or whatever you are and you're walking around in your pajamas or whatever you're doing right and you like start playing your grandpa is it more far or far far we're talking about here uh more far so in folks in Norway and in Scandinavia you say mother's father or father's father right that's what we're yeah, talking yeah. about so it's, it's benta your mom's dad yes hmm. And so you're bebopping around the house, just being a kid. I don't know why you were up and everybody else was sleeping. That's a little little weird, but okay, that happens. And then you pick up grandpa's trumpet and start playing it, right? I don't, that must've, and instead of getting up and saying, shut the fuck up, he's like, right? He's like, we're going to get you a trumpet. You're going to be a musician, right? This is like the
0: defining moment, right? That's why when people- I think so, he was like, finally. Finally, someone <laughs> to some interest with me because my my mother and my aunt they didn't care about playing. They they played for some years, but they they didn't became musicians. They become musicians. So he uh, we he lived, he's, He still lives, and he I was uh, at his birthday party yesterday, and he did practice at home, and he's. Uh,
1: wow, we should have had him on the show. That would be so cool yeah. if he pops in right now and like you know <laughs> recollects the story and maybe in Norwegian and then you interpret right. It would be like I, I don't know.
0: No, that's so cool. He's, uh, he's great in English. Also, that's his in his spare time. He's uh, he's learning uh, Russian. He's good in English, German. He speaks and uh, smart guy.
1: That's very cool. And uh, what's his name? Um, Jan. Jan. Morfar far Jan. So you make sure you tell them that, I personally just think that is really cool. Look, I, w- I had uh, this German, this young German saxophonist who actually was on the show last night, Charlotte Greve on the show. Mm-hmm. And I asked her the same question. And she's like, well, I was in the barn on the farm outside of Hamburg in Germany. And I found this, I didn't know what it was. She goes, this instrument, So I took it in the house and asked my parents, what is this? And they're like, yeah, it's it's a saxophone, you know? I I think it was her uncles. And they're like, you want to play it? Same thing, she was like five or eight or whatever. And Mm. so they got got it fixed up and they got her all set up and she just started playing this saxophone. I think she found it in a barn or wherever she found it. And Mm. yeah, I think it was her uncles. And I love that shit. Like when people ask me, when did you start playing music? Like, I mean, you know, that's cool. I was eight yeah. right but how,
0: how old was your story but when did you find the saxophone yeah
1: I've to, yeah I've told my story my mom is uh who i named the show after but I've told this story on the show before but I'll do it again and my so people know that I'm not making it up my mom was mm, I think strict is the word I'll use that word strict in case she watches this and she, she goes, you're going to play every, all of us, my brother and sister, all of us had to play musical instrument because it's, it's good air quotes for your mind or something like this. Mm, yeah. So they, they held out old school newspaper, you know, like literally like print matter and showed me a bunch of instruments. And they said, you need to pick an instrument. And I just thought the alto saxophone looked cool. I was like, I want to play that. And same thing. My dad took me to the shop rented me a saxophone. He couldn't afford to buy it, so he rented it. And uh, my mom came down the next day. And, she, and my, my mom has bad dementia, but she remembers, she goes, I came down the next day and you were sleeping with your saxophone. And she goes, uh-oh. She goes, you were literally in bed with that saxophone, like, mm. like cuddling it. And uh, mm. she goes, I knew we were in trouble. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, I don't know. You, you just had this passion and she goes i would go down often and you would have it like at least on your bed if not if you weren't like yeah. actually like so mm. for for me it, i think it's a neat story but mm. it's a great story I, I i just felt this passion towards it and mm. i don't even know why i mean i mm. none, my dad was a singer and he played acoustic guitar but he was musical my grandma was musical but uh mm. my far more more far no grant my my dad's mom far more right far more yes far mm. more mm. but uh Chetel's right i haven't i haven't spoken norwegian in a while and um cool cool story seaman and during the break we were also t- talking about shuttle Moster, um the tenor saxophonist, also norwegian who i've had on the show and you said you don't know him that well. I I love Shuttle's playing. I think he's got this like I don't know Pharaoh Sanders maybe Albert Eiler vibe, and I don't know how he got it. And I even asked him on the show like where does that come from? And he's like I don't know. Like I do you know what I mean by that? Just it's something about the his mm. energy and the way he he communicates when he plays. There's just mm. something maybe I'm way off. I don't know. You're looking at me like am I way off or
0: no 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 no. Yeah, but I agree. It's uh I've been I played with him uh many years ago in a, in a horn section and now we met a few weeks ago at rehearsal on, on a project, but uh but I've been, been listening to his records and uh seeing his concerts and I agree it's really powerful uh sound in the horn and energy and yeah, some really cool projects.
1: Yeah, maybe that's that's a better way to put it. Instead of comparing him, he just got this powerful sound and this incredible energy. And mm. my this was just my whatever take intuitively. I said, did it have anything have anything to do with having kids, right? Becoming a father. Did that create some sort of different energy in your life? A sense of uh uh Urgency or maybe I don't remember the yeah. exact term. And and he kind of agreed with me. He kind of agreed yeah. with me that he goes, Yeah, definitely having kids changed my music and my what I thought I need. I'm not gonna put words in his mouth. People can watch that episode. But uh Shettle is amazing and Seaman. I can't tell you um how much I appreciate everything you've done for me and everything I'm sure you've done for all of these people in your life and then just the the fact that i got to meet you know matthias and your mother benta i don't know sh- your father Shetzel that well but you know just you're all just such very nice people i have never i mean i spent very 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 a lot of time i'm going to say it like that for two weeks straight with you and i never saw you lose your cool maybe one time when you didn't have your uh what do you call that your snuff or whatever what do you put in
0: your mouth there mm-hmm. to- my, my snooze. Yeah. yeah you're getting a little bit cranky and uh, yeah,
1: maybe a little cranky, but that happens to all of us, but you, you're just such a nice guy and you took care of all the business. And, you know, as, as somebody who's been in the business longer than you've been alive, when, you know, like a young guy like you is just, I'm saying, man, I'm I'm tired. I need some, you know, a sandwich or a water or like, you know, Jim Black's coming to the studio. You got to get him a bottle of wine and a, a few hundred bucks and you like get the fucking shit done, right? You'll get the wine, you pay Jim Blacks a few hundred bucks and you get me a sandwich and then we get on with our day in the studio. So I just want you to know I really appreciate all that about you. Seriously, man.
0: Well, thank you. And uh, I really appreciate uh, everything you also did for us. Was uh, I think it was one of the most important projects in my whole career. I really learned so much coming to to New York to meet you and um, working together on that music that was really a big turning point in in uh, my thinking about music i think and uh, it was a really great project very special to me mm.
1: what, what thank you i i, I guess i i, f- I f- one of the things like I saw an ex student of mine last night at at the at the concert. And his name's eladio rojas and he's the son of Marcus rojas and he said similar stuff to me when he worked with me as a youngster and I'm like yeah i am just one of those people i like i'm a uh i like to submerge people in, in into the environment instead of like all right well what time is the rehearsal and you know what time is the recording and when are we finished because like I get home and you know whatever go to bed i like to just the best times are like two in the morning when you're hanging out eating barbecue mm-hmm. or whatever we were doing, right, having these cool mm-hmm. conversations, maybe yeah. having a cigarette or a joint or something like mm-hmm. that, and just like all right th- th- this is where it happens, the mm-hmm. studio and all that stuff just an after effect in my opinion,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: you know what I mean yeah,
0: no, yeah. I, I agree and, and an example of that was uh I remember that we we were really tired after the whole studio day and the day after, we were just supposed to relax and hang out and have a barbecue uh, party in uh, in uh, Pete's Garden. Uh, and then uh, you said, like, bring your horns. We might record some more today. And we did that. Thumping, <laughs> I don't thing, remember, remember that. And, uh, I don't remember that. No. So, no. Yeah. It was, wow. It was great. So. Yeah, but, uh Okay.
1: All of a sudden I'm forgetting that that's how it went down, but I'll take your word for it. But that's, to me, that's the shit, right? So that's my job as, you know, I don't know what I am in your life, just as maybe somebody you you respect and I'm, you know, twice your age, you're just like, if he says, and I'm just like, man, bring your horns. You never know what might happen. And Seaman's like, yeah, but man, we're just going to hang out and have a barbecue. I'm like, yeah, but you never know, right? You never know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And it's funny because you're saying, oops, you're saying, uh that that uh whatever about this interview i i mean we're doing a great job folks seaman and i this is a second take by the way if anybody's like technique and uh and i was re- i've been really tired today cuz actually doing a show and hanging out all night i got tired but check out this great interview so i uh, i just want to ask you about something cuz you sent me this very cryptic message and i think there's some autocorrect shit going on here it's, it's not Probably, bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Don't worry. So here's the message you sent me. Don't get mad. I'm not vibing you, but I did not know what the fuck you're talking about. If you want any new topics as per this second take, right? Mm-hmm. I got a new by hobby, B I N I T I T I A L. Okay. I looked up that word. It does not exist. Hobby, right. Lifting, W R I G H T lifting, and I'm assuming you probably meant weightlifting and working yeah, out, yeah, yeah. right? Because you said, and working out in general, lots to talk <laughs> about. I said, Yeah, first of all, what is by and it to
0: no, you got to save it.
1: You got to write a song, man. You got to write a song called by and I to. Oh my God. It's so good. And I didn't, I did not, this is,
0: I don't know what happened. This is
1: how I've gotten better is I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask Seaman about that comment, uh, mm-hmm. you know, message because, uh, and when you think about the Wright brothers, so you're right lifting. W R I G C. <laughs> and working out in general i'm like Great. lots to talk about i'm like yeah with that comment there is quite a bit to talk about there so what are you doing i mean you look incredibly healthy you looked uh, you know you're like all fit you wore the tightest shirt in
0: your closet i can tell good for you it, it gets so small because i get so much muscle <laughs> <laughs>
1: but what no, are you doing
0: no it was uh, I, I like to work out i've been doing that for for a few years but, uh, but now for the past, uh, months, I had some, um, some, uh, like lessons with a personal trainer
1: Wow! Uh,
0: to really learn to get a good technique and learn some good exercises and really like learn to do it correctly. Um, and he's really great. He's, um, he's also doing podcasts and stuff, um. And uh, he's been, been working on a program that's, that, that would benefit also my playing with the posture and air and, and everything, the airflow and his. So as a, as a musician and a trumpeter, one benefit is, of course, uh, it, it's good for your mind to, to work out and get out some steam, but it's also <coughs> really, I really can feel a difference in my playing, that I feel uh, like being in good shape, in good shape, that it helps my playing in a good way. Uh,
1: can I, can yeah. I, can I interrupt you and in a little confessional yeah. for me? Mm. Mm. So I was really nervous about last night for my, I played a solo concert. Okay. Um, solo gigs,
0: Yeah.
1: And with, with that music that you did with my nephew, Max, do you remember playing on that track?
0: Yeah. 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 Mm. So I have,
1: a am doing this big festival in July and I, I'm, my thought was to do, that music, but just solo. I got to hire a DJ. So he's going to DJ those tracks and I'm going to play to them. And then I was talking to some friends of mine. Oh man, that's just like some play long bullshit. I was like, I don't think it is. I think it's a cool idea. So anyway, that combined with the fact that I really haven't been practicing that much. I just don't feel like touching my instrument. So I was nervous mm. about my my chops, you know, my lips, you know. Yeah. But I've been working out as well. I'm more of a cardio mm. guy. I'm more of a yeah. lean, skinny. I mean, I'm fucking 60, mm. dude. I'm the same weight I was yeah. when I was 16. I'm not yeah. lying. Look even my yeah, even yeah. my doctor's like mm. you can't weigh 165. I was like, "Yeah, that's what I weigh." So my point being, like mm. mentally, it's helped a lot. Mm. And also, when I yeah. did the show last night, even though I, I was unpracticed, right, mm. everybody was like, "Holy shit, man! What have you been doing?" And I was like, "I just been working out. I don't feel mm. like practicing. Da, 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 da. I just don't feel like it." Mm. And so, I but I made this concert, and my body felt great. My mm. my attitude was great. I'm not saying I didn't get tired by you know two or three in the morning. I was like, "All right, I'm going home." Right, but mm. Mm. It, you're right. I'm just saying. I agree with you that there's just Mm. something about as shitty as I could feel. Once Mm. I go for a jog, I come home, I do a few push-ups, I lift some free weights, Mm. right? A little yoga. I'm not doing go crazy on that shit, but the run. Mm. And then I just feel fucking fantastic.
0: Yeah. Mm. Right. Don't you agree? Yeah. It's, it's so great. And I think also the thing is that when you're sitting all day in your own head writing music practicing and stuff uh just going out try to run a little bit faster than you did yesterday or lift a little bit he- heavier than you did last week that's really concrete and that's like meditation in a way that's really feels like a new hobby that i really like it and 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 it's it's one of those
1: things it is a meditation and what i want today mm-hmm. So I have this kind of route that I do. It's about three miles. So what is that in kilometers? Like 18 kilometers? No, six kilometers. I can't remember the translation. Yeah, whatever. Maybe People can, can do the math. Check.
0: We can check. Maybe we can get the a graphic there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, but but I mean, I
1: ran really hard and fast today. Because I, I was kind of preparing for your interview. and I had some other stuff, other just paperwork stuff I had to deal with. And uh, I just I ran really hard, really fast. I needed to get back by one one p.m., you know, my time and Mm. uh, I came home. I was fine. Mm. And I just felt great. Yeah, Yeah, I was sweaty and stuff, but Mm. it wasn't like that. Those times maybe you can relate where you've you've been, you know, composing or writing for like three days straight. And then you don't even realize you haven't moved, you haven't left the house or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh fuck. I haven't you know, done anything, but like, you know, however people yeah. compose. I do it on my laptop at this point, but you know, like you're writing or it's just like, okay. So I was like, I'm gonna fucking hit the road today. And I did it and it feels great. And you know, different yeah. folk, different strokes for different folks. Like some people yeah. are weightlifters. So I'm, I'm more of a cardio guy, right? Yeah. And it's just, mm. uh, it, but there's just something about that energy. Like I know people hate hearing. You know what? I worked out today for an hour and a half, and blah blah. I like I don't really <laughs> want to fucking hear about that shit, right? And like my brother, he does CrossFit. My brother likes lifting mm. up tires yeah. and rocks, and mm. you know, you yeah. know, carrying shit around like. Mm. <coughs> but I'm all. Mm. It is a meditation. That was a long yeah. way around mm. the horn to say it is a meditation. Yeah
0: okay and it's yeah and it's about finding the the things that you like to do it's like running may might not be it for everyone and weightlifting is is not for everyone so it's find your uh your hobby yeah.
1: find your joy man find your joy all right so i i can't ask semen to explain this word, binding to me. I
0: think that was just. I was. It's
1: like four comments back from, or four messages back on Messenger.
0: Yeah, I saw it. I think I've been just walking were you drinking?
1: No, come on.
0: I really don't know, but
1: it's funny. All right, good all right seaman thank you for being here again you look amazing i know it's like 11 at night there and you have to work tomorrow but uh hey say hey, hey to your family hit uh Matthias in the arm and tell him to get his fucking shit together all right
0: i will i'm going to to oslo next week to uh, say hi <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. okay all
1: right all right brother love you have a great night i'll talk to you later okay man talk to you soon all thank right Simon, peace Bye. bye
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Constant Constance. Tune in every week for new conversations. And if you want even more, check out Andrew's Patreon for more exclusive content and additional conversations. Hosted and produced by Andrew D'Angelo. Edited and mixed by Lucy Little. Original music by Andrew D'Angelo and Maximilian Moore D'Angelo. Intro is Henrietta Weeks. Thanks so much. See you next time.
1: You you fucking, yeah, you fucking rocked it. Like you she doesn't it. she doesn't know she says podcast, right? <laughs> like she doesn't even